and I got a colorful aura Like I got neon uh-huh. guts Check it, 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 check it,
quero te dar. Da 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 da. Quero te dar, quero te dar. Da 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 da. Quero te dar, quero te dar. Da 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 da. Quero te dar, quero te dar. Da 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 da.
Yeah, we got Batman, I want you in a nerd. Make under we fly like birdie. But my card, you come early. Make you wanna get down and dirty. When you wind up, the body so slow. Punch night, so now. It's your show, be the star and done. When you back it up, I'm in me now, but do I do this weekend. Oh, I, I went a few places this weekend. I did some filming. I went to a couple of events. You know, shit. I seen I DJ out here. Everything. You know. Everything. It was a busy weekend for Marie the DJ. I had to give her water on Saturday. I didn't like how, right. how it looked. Right. Saturday she had some silent party juking, and then I saw her Sunday. The know. silent party for Urban Fates that was at St. Louis Assembly. All the white people in there having fun. Oh, that was a very, very enjoyable time. I had fun. It was so fun. Like Brandon had got into his little feels, you know, when um, Shannon started playing all of the little uh, 2000s and <laughs> throwbacks. Yeah, he definitely went crazy with the throwbacks. He played some Coldplay, a little Linkin Park, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But to jump into this week... It's been a very eventful week in a lot of good ways, a lot of bad ways, a lot of uh, controversial ways. Cardi B had a chance to portray Coretta Scott King in a comedy skit called The Real Housewives of the Civil Rights Movement. Oh, that's out? Yeah. People saw it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Well, I guess Keith saw it because that's what we are talking about. And Cardi B uh, played in the skit. And, you know, it, it's based off of the original Housewives series. You have the Atlanta, you have Jersey, right? You got Atlanta. You got a lot. You got a lot of them. I think almost every state has a housewife. Every state Not does every state, have. but, like, every city, every major city has, a, like, a housewife show. Yeah, every single city does have a, a housewife show, but, you know, that's all love. But this one, um, she addresses the rumored infidelities of Martin Luther King Jr. And if you saw the documentary or the movie, what was the name of the movie? Selma? Or, yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of addressed who Martin Luther King was outside of being an activist. And um, pretty much it, it addressed the infidelities, and a lot of people thought it was offensive and done in bad taste. I think because Cardi B did it. Yeah, also, you know, she's Latino and not African-American or you know, fully. I, f- I feel like sometimes people reach, they uh, they they find any and every piece of crit- criticism that they can find like against somebody they don't like. And then, like, I don't know, that race card is always, like, the ace in the hole, like, or maybe Cardi being a representative well, but, like, no, she's a Latino wo- woman representing a black person. Like, Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it probably is I don't think it's, I mean, I'm all for good humor, and I have to, people have to rem- remember that comedy has always been offensive. 
um, its purpose was not to be angelic or something that makes you feel good. It's you, if you sit in the front of the crowd at the comedy show, you're getting roasted. Like that's just the reality of it. So I think that people are still very sensitive to the whole civil rights movement and things like that. But these are ways to make things less, a little lighter, you know, things to be a little bit uh, more chill in the situation. So I'm definitely not against her playing that role. I don't think it was, I don't know. I don't think it was. Uh, it's not thing. that deep. It's not that deep to me, but I feel like we live in a world where like nothing. Uh, I feel like nothing. We don't have enough going on in our world, you know, to people got to find something to complain about, you know, people pretend to care about stuff. They really don't care about. Like we talk about this today, tomorrow, two days from now won't be a big deal. Yeah, that's the reality. Everything is like five seconds of like mental usage, and then it's like, oh, what's next? What else is happening? I mean, because if, if you were to really get on Twitter and really scroll down, you you'd be like, what? Like, if you were just new to this planet and you got on Twitter and you seen everybody protesting about respecting people's rights, you would really think like we live in the perfect world. I wish people cared in real life like they do on the internet. That would like that would make the world a better place. But so far, people can only keep their sentiments and emotions on the internet. So far, so. I gotta see this video though. Well, we're gonna play a clip from it to see what this is all about. Uh, Cardi B also apologized for it, but I would love to see the skit if I can find it. So that's currently what I'm doing. And let's and listen to it So I've decided to invite the ladies over for some drinks so we can plan this rally because nothing can go wrong for Martin and Memphis. I'm so happy that I could get you ladies here so we can talk about this movement. Finally. Yes, we really have to get the women together because you know these men cannot progress without us. We have to be the backbone. Now, I don't know why none of these hoes are up in here. Matter of fact, I don't even know why I'm here. Well, I think I should be the leader of this group. You know, my husband have marched in every state and have fought so we could use the same toilet as everybody. Well, your husband is a hoe. All these husbands want to sleep with my husband. But it's all right, because I know he marches home to me. Oh, and Coretta, she thinks she's untouchable, honey. Let me tell you something about Coretta. Everybody done had a piece of Martin. Because I will show you what violence does. I will show you. Okay. Well, I want you to show. Oh, hell no. Like, I'm sorry. I thought you guys were fighting for equal rights. And like, I'm pretty sure me fucking Martin Luther King is like a perfect example of that. What are they talking about? <laughs> See, this is this is why I don't like the word anymore. Like everything is so offensive nowadays. I really thought that was hilarious. She said, "I know he's marching back to me at the end of the night," which is facts. I, I would mean, say that to one say of that my all girls. the time. Like, geez, come on, y'all got to stop playing and acting like y'all care about stuff that we don't really care about. That was hilarious. And to bring 2018 back into the night, the 50s was pretty funny. I'm pretty sure they talk just like that. I'm pretty sure they Behind do, closed but the doors. fact that she apologized is also, like, nice I, of her, but... but why? Because everybody is just so 
sensitive. I don't know. But the she did Bernice King did say thank you for the apology. Um they paid an extraordinary price so people of color can have a platform and this is how you use it. That's what she said. Yeah, that's what she she deleted the tweet though. Um but they did talk and I guess there was an apology made. But you shouldn't have to apologize for a parody. Like, I don't think so either. I think that people are still just really overdoing it when it comes to the whole black and and white complex in America. Like, this is all older people at this point. Bernice is old. She's a part of a generation of people who don't understand the generation that we're from at this point. Keith just got here, and I know he got some input on this. What's up, Keith? What's good? What are we talking about? We're talking about Cardi B playing her role. Of Miss Coretta Scott King, which I thought was, I just, I thought it was really funny. I'm not even gonna. Yeah, I, I, I just caught like the clip of it just now that y'all played. Oh, wait, so you, you never saw it either? He just said this he is just, great. This to is talk great about. content. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do, Keith. That's what that's what we, we got a little talk after this. Yeah. You thought you had seen it? You gonna come in and give us some real insight? <clears throat> no, but uh, <laughs> it, it was funny. I don't like when people be outraged in general, like, mm-hmm. you know, like over stuff that isn't a big deal. I get that. I you can know. see if it was done at the time of the actual civil rights movement or right after the aftermath of it. Yeah. Or, but it's literally, see, he died in 69? Eight, seven. A long time ago. Yeah. And it's no offense. Like, we love Dr. Martin Luther King for everything he fought for, but he was a hoe. I mean, they he was a man. He was a man at the end of the day. You're not going to do that right, right. now. Right. That's, nah, that's not putting men in that category. Like, like Brandon, I mean, no, it's just, I'm, not, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to take it. I'm just saying, like, we. he was a man. He was human. You know what I'm saying? People make mistakes. We expected this man to fight for equal rights and be perfect. Like, wow. Like, come no, on, like, not at all. Like, let me see what you do. Let me see how you live a perfect life. Right. You know? I think, like I was saying, I just think that. Once the older generations are kind of like gone, I think things will be a lot different because our generation, the I would say the millennials and then Gen X and Gen Y, there's literally no color on anything anymore. Music, hair, they yeah. the only people who made the hair thing a big deal, which I still agree with that they shouldn't have done, is Kim Kardashian and, and the way that they've turned black things into non-black things but yeah like how they've appropriated it in the fashion industry but as far as everyday life we all can go outside and it'll be somebody who is not the same race as me or complexion as me and we could talk about the same issues that we have and at the end of the day you know and i think that people being offended by her even the fact that she's latino who cares like cardi b is hot right now yeah and she's a lighter-skinned woman, so they're going to put the lighter-skinned woman that's hot right now to play a role. And Cardi B is hilarious. She is hilarious. She's entertaining. And, like, that's why I just feel like people are so uh, sensitive, you know, in this day and age. And they, I, I get people think, like, the Kings, you know, Coretta and uh, Martin aren't – they're to people, they're, like, untouchable. Like, you can't you can't touch them. You can't make fun of them. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. But, I mean, you've had instances like the Boondocks. They've, you know, they've kind of, like – and, did a parody on Martin Luther King. And within every parody is always the truth. And mm-hmm. I think... Very much so. People I feel don't like, like to hear their daddy if, was a rolling stone. And I feel like if you take away the, the comedy... as well, I enjoy comedy. Like, yeah. I'm trying to get into a writing program now doing comedy. But it, it doing this whole PC political correct movement that we've been in the last three or four years this is really, like, daunting my spirit about comedy because, like, you can't say anything anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying people should be on stage or, like, writing things or that... 
straight up offend people, but like if something needs to be said, I feel like comedy is the best way to kind of ease into it without you know. It's not about what you say, it's how you say it. And I feel yeah. like comedy is a perfect gateway. Well, I definitely you think know. it's a situation that was overdone. I don't believe that Cardi B is wrong for what she did, but I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think was the right way to approach that situation? I thought it was hilarious because he is marching back home to her at the end of the night. <laughs> that, you know was, that was a bar. That was <laughs> She know where home at. Right. Somebody needs to like set the beat up, make a remix to that. Remember when they used to do that on YouTube? Like when the newscasters would like talk to somebody about a situation and then people would make songs. Oh yeah. Like the window counting in your window, snatching your people. Oh, yeah, song. that was man, I'm that was classic. Blind. Legally blind, and then the um, and I was backing up, backing up, cause my daddy taught me well. Like it was just so many different yeah. YouTube moments that I think were great before the internet turned into everybody's journal, you know? Yeah. But beyond that, Jamel Hill breaks free from ESPN. Where will she go now? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's... Honestly, like, I enjoy Jamel Hill. Um, I feel... (laughs) I don't even want to say the wrong thing. What you about to say right now? (laughs) I feel like, you know, like, I'm a big sports fan. I enjoy sports. Like... But when I turn on my TV to watch top 10 or, like, the highlights of the day, I don't want to hear about politics. That's the one time where I feel like I want to go to my TV and get away and from get it. away from what's going on in politics. Like, I understand, like, politics has been in- intermingled into, like, almost everything these days. But, like, every time, like, something would happen, like, Jamel Hill would, like, be, like, the the, the, the trouble Button pusher, like, yeah, like, I'm gonna I'm push the, the hot bra topic. Button. She's uh-huh. pushing yeah. the bra button. Like, but, and it's like, and it's like, I'm not saying like she should not be herself, but it's like, we all knew this time was coming. You know, I oh, knew, yeah. I knew as soon as that contract was up that she would probably not be renewing another contract with um, ESPN because, you know, that's a ABC, Disney runs ESPN. Yeah. You know, and you, you causing so much ruckus and controversy. You know, like nobody want to hear that. You know, yeah. and ESPN is one of those those companies where it's, they're real fickle. Like I watch First Take, uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith and Max. He don't even yeah. feel like his job is secure, and we love Stephen A. Smith. So no. Jamel being a black woman in the sports industry, you know, I feel like I'm that not, wasn't the place. Honestly. No, honestly, it's a place and a time for everything. And if you already know that you're working for a company that has its views, like that's one thing that I can say from the industry level of radio and media, you already know what they're about before you sign that contract. So once you start to go against that, that puts you into a bad position. You, I would never work for Fox. You feel me? Like that would just be me because I already know how they make their employees feel, mm-hmm. how they have to think a certain way, feel a certain way. This is the only thing you can open your mouth about. And if you sign that contract, you broke an agreement. But I don't think they were wrong for, for doing that because if it's, constantly an issue and it's starting to lose their views on something that's been so established for so long then maybe you do need to be on a different platform yeah. no get no no personal intent i don't think because obviously you want to talk more about this than we do yeah you know what, what, what she stated she stated she wanted she want to go more into politics and like like your point brandon i fully understand as far as like i'm using sports to get away because a lot of people do that like and that's some of the people's argument in regard to like the kneeling, know, the kneeling, the anthem right. kneeling. I mean, honestly, my take on that is like, yeah, like the first, the first few times it happened, it was it was awesome. You know what I'm saying? But the 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 meat, the reasoning behind the kneeling was misconstrued, so it just it became a fiasco. Yeah, you know. But I feel like we all wish we lived in a, in a perfect world where you know 
a black woman could be in this platform and be herself, uh. you know, like. I, I would hate for anybody to be like, I wish Jamel Hill would have toned it down. Because she, she no. could be herself. Hell you know? no. I wish we lived in a world where she could have been herself and still got a contract when we would you know, say what she wanted to say. Yeah. But we don't. You know, And I feel like a lot of the time when you get on the internet, people, they live in a fantasy world where they think like, of course we would love for it to be this way, but it's not that way. So you sometimes have to adjust yeah. your life and like the things you're doing to fit that. Unless you just want to be a martyr or you want to you know lead the charge. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And but we definitely, I mean, we could talk about this all day, but I would love to hear some music. Marie then saw car accidents, people getting hit on bikes, all type of crazy stuff that happened. And I think we all need to wind down with some with some music right here on Nitty Snucker. Bye, y'all. The Chicago the Ch- Like Jason, I third on my ace like a racer. He should defeat in temptation. He was the one that's impatient. Now he on the block and waiting. He need to stand in ovation. Now he on probation. He can't come outside. I run him, he like it. He told me he's sorry. I know he was lying. I leave him, he blow up my phone like a child. He call out a time. He been my shorty since we were some shorties back in junior high. My love is forever, see we been together Cinderella back in 012 Do hurt me worse than when I break a nail Remember who was down, who posted bail My purse is Chanel, no more calling Chanel Said oh, Chica Bell She a thought I could tell, getting ran like the L Nah, that, yeah How the fuck you gon' cheat on me? How the fuck you gon' cheat on me? How the fuck you gon' cheat on me? How the fuck you gon' cheat on me?
say I triple slay the runway. Wanna play games, find an arcade. Broke, get paid. All, all time on the greatest. World class unfaded. What? That's the paper I paid. New trend, I waited. Adios, next language. We, we, we. Bon appetit, that's fresh language. But we ain't kissing, can't get it free. It's an admission. On and popping. You know it's on and popping. Get that moolah. Ain't no other option. Stack it up, stack it up, stack it up. Stack it up, stack it up, stack it up. Easy slay. Ain't no other option. Rockin' how I live it, girl. Yes, that's an easy slay. Walk up on the stage, turn it lit. That's an easy slay. They love it, but I'm wearing triple homie. That's an easy slay. Inside out, top to bottom. That's an easy slay. Rockin' how I live it, girl. Yes, that's an easy slay. Walk up on the stage, turn it lit. That's an easy slay. They love it. I'm parched. What, what, do, what do you want me to do? At least hey, let me hear the straw. My bad. It's almost gone. It's like to the best part. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, Y'all deserve better. That's, <laughs> you do. You do. That's Brandon. Music by Marie the DJ. Production of the show by Keith. And powered by Q4 Radio. Shout out to Q4 Radio for always. Let me do whatever I want in this place because, man... It feels good to do what you want to do and not what you got to do. No. <laughs> Everybody has responsibilities. But on a political level, guys, it's been some really crazy things happening in the world. And we will only touch briefly on these things because I don't like negativity. I don't like nasty energy and crazy stuff that happens. But we have to let you guys know what's going on. John McCain has passed away. Rest in peace to him. Um, I don't really know much about him i just know at one point he was a man that we as the liberal party were not too fond of and as time progressed people became more fond of him because of his distaste for trump donald trump a man i refuse to call president in any given situation he uh has passed away and he has written something about his dislike for Donald Trump in his last words. I will not talk about it here because you can go ahead and read that on your own. Use your books, guys. But there has been a shooting once again in Florida by a gamer. At the Video Gamer Conference, there is this young man who was once interviewed in this conference before who uh, last year he was in the interview, you know, he seemed like one of those guys who's like, I'm the best. You cannot tell me I'm not the best at what I do. And this year, something ticked him to make him kill or open gunfire, killing two, wounding 11. I thought it was four, but he kept, well, it, The count went up? I thought it was like four people died, but maybe I'm wrong. But well, last I checked, it was two. I hope it was two. Like, not saying that anybody, I want anything that happen to anyone, but like... Yeah. Less casualties would be better. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, it was two. Last I checked, eleven injured. It might be up now. I hope to God it's not. But he then killed himself, which is always an unfair action, in my opinion, when it comes to um, mental illness and things like that. You know, it's very selfish to, for one, take yourself, but to take others with you when they have nothing to do with your downfalls. 
is also a very disappointing situation. But what do you feel about these gun laws? Like, <laughs> um, gun violence is a uh, it's, it's a it's a big um, a tar- it's a big target on gun violence, especially when like brown people use guns. But when white people use guns, it's more of like they were mentally ill. Because um, I, I would want the same di- like diagnosis for like. My black brothers that's out here with PTSD, as that's living the way they live, but they got to do stuff, you know what I'm saying, use guns. But when they, when they shoot somebody, this thug, this person, they find the worst picture of them. But this person could have had bipolar or something from PTSD, but they don't get the same quotes. They get the worst picture. This, this white guy shoots, kills two people, leaves 11 injured, and he's mentally ill. I like Which th- is true. You know, it's definitely true that any person who opens fire willingly on random people it's something off in your life whether it's a mental illness trauma related ptsd anything can cause you to be violent yeah you know and it's just my thing with it i just i don't feel like guns are are a necessity for pretty much anybody like who who created the no first i'm trying to say who created the police who like who was the first person to say we need police officers to walk around with guns that's a great question do you all know Oh, well, in other countries, they don't have, yeah, there are a lot of countries that don't have um, armed forces, like their police aren't armed. Um, we're one of the few countries to actually have armed forces. Wow, I did so not know that. there are a lot of models for the model that Nitty's talking about today. But our police, they operate on a bigger machine. The police just aren't policing and preserving and protecting. Like, they're locking people up, especially like cities like New York and Chicago, they're just like, it's like the first place to get you into prison, free labor, you know. So it's not like yeah. it's a money-making industry. The police, exactly. like, especially in Chicago, we got a, a cop academy opening up, and we got schools closing, you know. They putting out bait trucks, but 20 people were shot at out west, and the next weekend y'all put out a bait truck. Mm-hmm. Y'all creating crime. We got a, it's, it's a lot to go into, but, like, the police in Chicago especially aren't here to serve and protect. It's an agenda. It's a money-making agenda. And well, I, I think, think you, you got to be fair, though. You can't just be like, oh, they 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 just making money because some of them aren't, and I do think that you. Do My son's mom is a cop, so right. Like, so yeah, so you I, have I, to be fair, right? I'm, I'm I mean I'm fair to a certain extent, but like her job, she's it's just a job, you know, to, to, yeah. as she sees it. You know, she's she's in the cap, she's making sure like she's trying to make a difference in her community, but it's bigger than her. She only can do what she can do, you mm-hmm. know. So I mean, not all cops are bad. I'm, I'm not saying right. that, but the bigger machine that they work for mm-hmm. is bad. It's you know? definitely the, bad. It was heightened in the, I believe in the 90s, things just ultimately heightened. Thank you, Hillary. You know, like things really just got out of hand. And my thing with gun laws is just, if there were no situations for them, but honestly, you got to think about the way this country came into existence. Like, it was a rebellion from leadership. And that does not mean that they will do anything right because you left something that you didn't like because you felt like they were were not letting you be your best you from wherever you came from. And then you come to a new place and you take from natives. You kill all of these people. You do all these different things using weapons of destruction. You know, so it literally has been a system of guns for a very long time. But I think the fact that they have put it into a place where cops and, and civilians are all the same when it comes to gun laws, but they don't get treated the same. You know, like, let's say a cop wants to arrest somebody and you do this to put your hands up and they see your gun and they shoot you. 
oh, he had a gun, but I, I have a right to have a gun, you know? Right. So it really makes a compromised situation, and I don't really agree with I don't know how to fix the gun situation. Like, don't I'm not a professional in any aspect, but I just think that these guns have been the biggest issue for mass killings. Not even, if, and they they won't call it terrorism, which is a problem to me. Domestic if, terrorism if is at an people, all-time high. If brown people start doing mass shootings, they'll change the gun laws. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Until like until black people start doing stuff like that, no one's gonna care. Until you get some like some. Muslims or something to do something like that. No one's gonna care until. But they call it terrorism. It'll be it'll be yeah. terrorism. But when one white kid goes in and shoots up a church or a school, is they're mentally ill. So like, which is true. The, That's yeah, what they yeah. tell the us. The media like does a good job of like making us like empathetic and, and sympathetic towards like the white you know uh, perpetrators of these crimes, and it's just it's a it's a weird like way to to portray like a, a story or a narrative. For for any suspect, like of course we know everybody got their problems, but like for them to like try to highlight like the the issues that led to it, but they humanize every white shooter that does something bad. Like yeah, but that's beyond the point. Like beyond black and white, the thing, the fact of the matter is that this man had guns uh-huh. and he used them in a very dangerous way. It's not about what he looked like at the end of the day it's about the gun being in his hand and what happened to to innocent bystanders who going to who are going to a video gaming conference to have fun yeah. to to be around other people that makes it scary for families who take their children to comic con and even people who go to regular conferences for work all the time. We have the biggest places here in Chicago for conferences. What does that say about the national security? You know, so I think overall it's just, it's, oh, it just makes me want to sprinkle pixie dust on everything and just make everything just change into, like, you know, this land full of glitter, you know? But it's just, like, that's not a possible thing to do. So so are you, are you anti all guns or anti, like, assault rifles? No, I'm anti... Mental people I having need, guns, having need, access. I, I don't get the strap. You need the guns. I can't tell you like, if I'm anti gun or anti assault rifle. I just don't like guns. I don't like what they have shown me. You know, I don't like the image that they portray. Yes, I know that if you have land and somebody's violating you in your home, that you can protect yourself. I don't think that a gun should be your first line of defense in the in a fight. With another person, so I, maybe I am anti-gun. But when it comes to protecting your home and someone's breaking in, robbing you, things like that, yes. Someone trying to steal your car while you're in it or something, mm-hmm. yes. But when it comes to to protecting yourself, quote unquote, you should not need a gun to protect yourself because you are literally killing another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need. Or a it could be a mistake. It could, <clears throat> you know, it could be like intent. This week we're talking about intent on the show because. What is the intent behind anything that anybody does? Mm-hmm. Guns mm-hmm. are not here. I don't think the intent was for them to have everybody killing each other for no reason. It was for protection. Mm-hmm. But things get skewed and pushed out of perspective. But we're going to go ahead and jump into some more music with Marie, the DJ. And when we get back, we're going to talk to the ladies' voices that you've been hearing. Those are the ladies of Black Esquire podcast. And they're going to hit us with a 60-second freestyle right oh here God. on Ladies Not <laughs> Oh, Marie. 
We gon' start this thing over at Ball in the money log and have come on, come on. Do a baby, take a baby. Do a baby, take a baby. Do a baby, take a baby. Look at all of us, see we can't get along And what's the point of anyone holding back? Understand the nation trying to follow a leader when everybody wanna hate him. And I ain't saying follow the haters, but if you notice the obvious, been in a bad position that he placed. Now we all kinda worry about the way we live. Can't even watch the news without the cops killing kids. And if you feeling this, hope it turn into a story just to make a point that you are not the only one living it. Just been on my mind, finally found the way to say it. Not too many fears, but the studio's the way to face it. Not the typical type of rap that you used to hearing, but it's all the truth. So how the hell could you hate it? Just know you can always call me as a friend, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's the way you are, it's the way you talk. 
And these ladies were super lit. You know, they're... You know what? I'm going to let them... I'm going to let them explain themselves a little bit. Um, so, you know, it's time for the 60-second the freestyle. So, um... Are y'all doing 30 and 30? Can we do No, we just going to flow. That's what we going to do. Oh. Until I ring the bell. <laughs> do it you now. Y'all ready? Really. I'm going to toss this beat on. You like y'all making people feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? They come in, they think it's gonna be sweet. You like you gotta do a freestyle. That sucks. (laughs) But y'all, it was fun though. You got your shoulders moving. You know. I bet you. Yeah, we tried. One half of the Black Esquire. Mm -hmm. You know, you from Chicago? She not. Yeah, I think I quoted that wrong. You not from Chicago? Well, I'm from the Burbs. Yeah. Hey, at least you proud to say that because we got people from Chicago. They like they from the Burbs. Oh yeah. So what, what part of town you live on? Well, you know, I'm from uh, the South Suburb. You could have just lived with that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. See, but that's that's because people be trying to shame you when you're not from Chicago. Because mm-hmm. if you try to say, oh yeah, I'm from Chicago, and they be like, um, well, where you from? Like, oh, well, I stay in the Burbs. Well, man, you ain't from Chicago. Well, yeah. it's a that's how you If you just say I'm from the Burbs, we'd be like, oh yeah, you from. Here's my thing though, but they don't do that in other cities. So like, if that's you go to if you go to Atlanta, no one city. lives in Atlanta. So you can do that in Atlanta. But you can say that in Atlanta, but you, you don't have that. That's because right Atlanta's here. small and downtown Atlanta <laughs> is nothing to do. So everything around Atlanta is where everybody's from. East Atlanta, you know, whatever they say, they little neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. The reason I think that it becomes the issue of like, are you from Chicago or not, is when people talk about things that happen inner city. And they don't know what's happening in their city, you know. So it's like, but yeah, you could be. It's like, is like it necessarily situation. like you don't know what's going on in the inner city growing up in the suburbs? Think, I don't think no, so. No, but you. I guess you're it depends on the suburbs. True. When you're from the city, you literally live. Because I lived in the burbs and the city. Because you so. have burbs that are very much like the city. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cal City, go 
Okay. Party. Depending, party. depending on what burb right. you from, you might be from. Exactly. No, because I've met certain suburban, like suburban <laughs> folks from here that really don't act like like bad. there is a certain attitude that people that are from the burbs have a certain sheltered. Oh yeah, like, I mean that's, that's without a doubt. People from the burbs, <clears throat> and what? I'm from the true burbs. So I don't try to pretend like I'm. From uh, can you, you want to tell us yeah. what burbs yeah. you from? Like, I'm from Olympia Field. Oh, oh. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, that's like you love you from a whole part of Illinois. That's like right. the real bird. Right. That's, that's the right. that's his own city, right? That's you right. living a whole. You go there, you yeah. see those houses. Like I wish. Yeah, yeah. Go that's crazy up, though. Bro. So attorneys, two black attorneys, what type? two black female attorneys yeah. who Ooh. are changing the game for yeah. podcasting. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about Black Esquire. So the Black Esquire podcast is a space where um, young professionals are allowed to sort of, uh, um, I guess, really just vibe and really talk about different issues and things that sort of affect um, people, black people and minorities in corporate spaces. Mm. So it's not just for attorneys. It's actually for um, anyone who has any sort of corporate or professional job, even entrepreneurs and things like that. So any um, black professional, yeah. if you have a job, you can probably relate to <laughs> the stuff that we're talking about on the podcast. Like a real job or like, you know, like a What's, the, what's like what kind of job? If I work at Wendy's, I can still come ch- check it out. Chat, chat. You, 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 you can get something out of it. Um, uh, but I would just our target that you focus on <laughs> getting in a salaried position, oh, okay, okay, and okay. that would be right, typically right, right, right. our target market. That is right. Okay. <laughs> like one hundred. <laughs> what uh, what law do each of you practice? What type of law. Well, I'm general counsel for the Illinois Torture Commission. Wow. So, fun fact, I don't practice anymore. When I did practice, um, I did employment law and premises liability defense. Um, and I now own a legal recruiting company. Wow. And I do that. So, when you say employment law, that means that I will call you for discriminatory. That is correct. Mm. Do you still know the uh, answers to the, the questions that I'm like? <laughs> but sometimes these jobs, no. That's true. <laughs> but what, what, what turned you to, to law? You know, um, being a lawyer is a very, very complex yeah. position. So, I, have a very, I have a cool story. Um, so what had happened was um, my um, – so it was my sophomore year in college, and actually Hillary Clinton was in her second term or first term as a senator in New York, and um, she was all over the news for something. I guess just because she was like the first uh, female senator in New York or something like that. And um, I got all inspired and made up my mind, like I want to practice law or I want to be towards legislation or whatever like that, and put on my little church clothes and was like you know went to my local senator's office and asked her to um for an internship and she happened to be an attorney Mm. and so that's kind of how it started Mm. yeah that set the ball rolling so fun fact um i didn't want to be i know i didn't didn't want to be a lawyer Uh, i did not go to law school to actually practice law um i went to law school because i wanted to be I guess Oprah before she became Oprah. So um, my goal at the time was to own my own television network. I really wanted to uh, kind of revamp BET and have okay. some sort of programming for uh, positive programming for for black people. And um, at the time, I had did research on people who owned these networks, and they had all had law degrees. So that's why I went to law school. Okay. Uh, and I ended up switching gears in 
Lasco because obviously I don't own a network right now. But uh, <laughs> is that but, still something that interests you? I yeah, very much so. So maybe one day I'll, I'll go back. There. It's funny how you describe law school like somebody was like forcing you. Just like I don't want to go to law school. I guess I'll go to law school. You know, most people that go to law school like they know they want to go to law school, and mm-hmm. it's like it's a dream or a passion. You just like ah, I guess. Like, no, it was a it was a stepping stone to get to where okay. um, I wanted to go. I thought about being a, like I love law and I love reading, but I was like. It's too much time. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of <laughs> My sister is getting ready to go to law school. Yeah, yeah. I recognize the laziness that's, within myself. And I was is it tough? Like, but, that's, but that's good that you, that, yeah. that you recognize that within yourself because I feel like um, if you're going to be a lawyer, you should love it, which is why I don't do it. I don't practice anymore because I don't, I don't have the passion for it. Mm-hmm. Or you uh, should just be good at it. Or, or because, <laughs> because it's, it's a lot of work, it. it's a lot of research, it's a lot of writing, it's a lot of time to put into something that you don't like to do. Mm-hmm. No. So if, if you don't like it, then don't you waste gotta your time and your money. You got to be good at it because you ever, you'll hate it then. you ever been interested in the part of law that deals more with... Um, like entertainment? Like, no, just like on the criminal level of law because, you know, you, you have sometimes you have to defend... The mm-hmm. bad guy, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's the same way with the laws, the law that you previous, previously pra- practiced and what you practice now. Mm-hmm. But does that happen where you have to try to remove any empathy when it comes to defending? Mm-hmm. Well, in my current position, um, the Torture Commission deals with police brutality cases. So, so all of my torture, clients. I'm getting that word right. Torture? Yeah, torture. Like, okay. ah, torture. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Like if you weren't sitting here just talking about talking, you guys heard you said I like church committee. You into some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see it all on TV now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, here in Chicago, um, the John Birch cases is basically settling all of John. We're well, not settling, but dealing with the aftermath of John Birch. Yeah, that was a really big case. Yeah, and so in some, um, the people who who contact me and are in essence, I'm I'm sort of um, vying on their behalf. I. They're all like murderers, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. and so um, or 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 have confessed to murder. Smile while she says. So that. how does that? Uh, yeah, like so obviously. You well, because I, I mean, it's not it, you with any job. You should not. I don't believe that you should be so connected to any job. A job is. I have a purpose, and then I have my job. Mm-hmm. And I my job happens to fall within my purpose, sure, mm-hmm. but it is not my purpose. And so it is a piece of my purpose. It is a piece of my larger career. So I am not so tied to the idea of this person being wrong or right. I'm tied to what I'm supposed to be doing, which is examining whether or not they were treated fairly, which is a larger schematic issue. So that's like really putting it into perspective then. That kind of helps me understand lawyers' perspective. It's like, yeah, you might be wrong for what you've done, but what's the lesser of two evils, you know? Basically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well... So that's why I want to be a lawyer. Murder is the bigger evil, but the lesser <laughs> of them is like, well, regardless of what you've done, we still have to make sure that the everything's followed by right the guidelines, or at least for for my situation, it is a very particular situation. It is very, um, it's it considered what's called an extraordinary remedy, and it's just like what it sounds. So how, I feel that. How did you two? I'm sorry, I'm going to take a turn, but how did you two meet? And <laughs> how did you two meet and uh, and come up with the uh, the Black Esquire podcast? Well, I take let Shelly take how we met. I'll okay. talk about the podcast. Yeah, so Fun story. We, mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> yeah. So um, much more lighthearted. Yeah, very, very light. <laughs> so uh, Michelle and I met a 
couple years ago, maybe two, three years ago, and uh, we were both members of a bar association here in Chicago and both active. Yeah, we won't say what the name of it, but (laughs) we were both very active in the bar association and we were on the same committee, the professional development committee. At the time, Michelle was the chair and I was the only committee member. The only person that showed up to my meeting. That showed up to the meeting. And so we started working together on the committee. The committee was lit, by the way. We we did such a great job, just the two of us. (laughs) And we just found out we worked very well together, mm-hmm. and then we developed a friendship from there. Um, and then I called Shelly up one yep, day, like, yo, I got this idea. Because, you know, all the podcasts nowadays that focus on professional stuff is all, like, entrepreneur-based mm-hmm. or, like, oh, you invented something. But they don't really have something for people who just have regular jobs. And so that um, that's how we came up with the idea for the Black Esquire podcast. And Shelly was down, so here we are. Um, at season was two. it fun figuring out that you guys had the same name? Um, or was that just like, like, how did that, that was even by the by? That was just like, I don't in my professional spaces, everybody calls me Michelle. It's only at home that people call me Shelly. Okay. So it's never been a yeah. So we um, yeah. So never in the same space are is ones like Shelly or Shelly. Shelly and which Shelly are we talking to? <laughs> Shelly. Is your is your government name Shelly? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, your name is Shelly. That, yeah, it's my real name. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not a name. That's cool. Yeah. I've never met a real life Shelly. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, yeah. Think, everybody thinks oh, it's a white girl name. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Like, well, I, I even white, white women, they have a pretense like Michelle. Michelle. Right. Michelle or uh, Trishelle or. There's a shell in there. A shell like Marcel the Shell. Have you guys ever seen Marcel the Shell on YouTube? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> Maybe I'll write a blog post about how happy that show made me. Oh, Mar- what's it called again? Marcel the Shell with two shoes or with shoes or something. Okay. Marcel yeah, I've the never Shell seen that. It's really something just for the good humor of your heart. I'm very animated, so this was something okay. that really just puts me in a very good mood. But that's exciting. He explains his daily life. It's really, oh, really, really amazing. So it's basically a rant. Um, pretty much it's just his day, how how it went. But it's really these cute. are like daily vlogs. No, he's just a shell with shoes on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that, thank you, ladies, so much for this uh, grand entrance of who you are. It's so beautiful to see powerful, professional black women like you. Don't do that. Don't do that. But we all here having a good time, and Brandon has the moves for the week. How can we live this week, Brandon? Uh, Well, you know, we talked about last Tuesday, but now it's coming to fruition. Uh, This weekend is Camp Smokey Bear. Uh, Shamika is throwing that. It's going to be at a South Holland uh, Woods campground. Campground. this is really so. I'm a big music festival person. I go to Lala like every year. I usually go try to go to North Coast or like Manby. Um, so this weekend is North Coast. It's a very big deal. Uh, well, to me, because I enjoy music festivals. But I decided not to go Saturday and go to Camp Smokey Bear because it's a way. Um, the it's the bigger picture is um, bringing a black music festival to the South Side. You know, um, we got North Coast, we got Manby, we have Lollapalooza, but like. 
Oh, this, this is gonna be here. Yeah, this is gonna be like oh. out at a campground. So like, oh. this is something that's big. Like, like this is, hasn't been done, you know, uh, at least on the south side. So all of those other festivals are established, but we want to go out and support our own person who has put their time and their resources into developing a music festival. Hmm. So um, I was at a media um, networking event on Sunday, and we heard a little bit about um, everything it took to even put him into this. She spent thirteen thousand dollars of her own money. Um, oh into putting this event that's on love. yeah so that's lots of love yeah that's a, and, and dedication dedication like a lot of people they're like what's the big deal about a music festival um well, well yeah. do you know how much revenue that mm, will bring in right. you know a lot of the times when we employed. yeah when we spend money at lala or, or manby or north coast or all of these a riot fest that money doesn't go back to our community yeah, that, that sure money doesn't, doesn't go anywhere that's going to benefit us it goes to everybody else that doesn't look like us or that doesn't have anything invested into our communities Mm -hmm. so um if you're looking for something fun this weekend to do i would suggest go to camp smoky bear check it out check Mm -hmm. out somebody that's black making moves that's investing as uh shamika is a unicorn like me she's super (laughs) support your fellow unicorns (laughs) entry is free as well right yeah you you still got a uh, rsvp and all of that um she's gonna have uh, vip access media access it's legit like she got the gates the everything is legit like uh. we, we had a whole little rundown so i feel like it's like black woodstock and it's all ages exactly. all ages, all ages. she kids. got um arts and crafts tents um she has uh space for them to have fun inflatables it's a it's a family affair you know and i, I feel like that's, that's a it. that's a plus that's because a lot of these festivals they have kid stuff but like they don't have kids. It's, it's gonna be. And some of them don't. You know, some festivals you have to be a certain age to even attend. Like North Coast, I don't believe it's kid friendly. Is it? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, it's some. We have so many festivals here, and mo- a lot of them are eighteen plus, um, or you know, age of consent and things like that. But the fact that Shamika is doing something so powerful, her don't do coke movement. I think it's super awesome also. Yeah, she's just a super creative, super talented um, creator and curator. So uh, if you got some time, check out her Instagram. Uh, is it an underscore her name? I think uh, so. Yes, it is. That's it's the a, end of it. Yeah, uh, Shamika, C-H-I-M-E-K-A underscore. Oh, uh, you can follow her Don't Do Coke Crew. Um, Hashtag Don't Do Coke Crew or yeah, the page. Yeah, or the page. So, um that's my schmeal uh, for what's going on this weekend. There is also tonight um, at Promontory. Oh, yeah. Finesse Fest is... Oh, yeah. You might want to... Yeah, yeah Finesse is doing uh, the taco night at the Promontory. And let's see what we got on info. That is toll-free Tuesdays by Finesse Fest. And we good this Tuesday. They have $4 tacos, but it's free entry. And I've heard the tacos are... Oh yeah, this is uh, also a reminder that uh, Vaughn got a show. Yes, and the show that Vaughn has, as well as Marie being featured at the artist space, Marie the DJ, this is the artist space showcase and networking event for all Chicago and Chicagoland artists looking for like-minded creatives to collaborate with or anyone who wants to check out some good music. And it'll be at Refuge Live, which is 416 South Clark Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60605, and it's free. So go meet some new people for free. And usually you see a lot of creatives there, but sometimes you catch those business people hanging in the corner, the investors. There are always some, there's always some type of person there who can help you. Oh, just to, be to your piggyback off what they said, I know y- y'all said y'all don't really go places where it's like the podcast is 
um, centered around like people who work nine to five. But like, if you're a creative, you need people that do business stuff around you. Like, I'm we a actually cre- have a podcast yeah. talking about that. Yeah, so yeah. like, I'm a creative. And I'm not business. <laughs> I'm business savvy, but like, she's way more business savvy than I will ever be. You know, but you mm-hmm. need that person. Like, I just that's still a corporate create. space. It, it is, but like you need somebody. Like, you need a lawyer to tell you. I'm going to have an event. I want to yeah, do this. I want to do that. Do I need mm-hmm. what? What do I need to keep um, from getting sued? You know. So yeah, it's definitely important to have people that are investors that do work a corporate job to help you out in your creative businesses. So yeah, well, most definitely. definitely. And that's thanks for telling us how to live this week. We've got a whole week of awesomeness happening. But let's go ahead and jump into this week's Unicorn Gospel. And for those who don't know what the Unicorn Gospel is, it's when I take either my tarot cards or a verse from the Bible. And I kind of just word it in a way that helps me understand based on what I've gone through in the week or what I feel is relevant to talk about this week. It's not a cult. It's not a cult movement. Please do not think the Unicorn Gospel is the start of a cult because it's not. I've had too many people ask me that and... No, I love the real Jesus. It's like the Illuminati. <laughs> I love Jesus. I'm in love with Jesus, and he's in love with me. Everybody say yes. But this week's Unicorn Gospel is Psalms 44, 24, and it is, Would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. So when your subconscious is talking to you, you think that that's not uh, the universe or the your whoever you worship you know Mm -hmm. that's your inner god working with you whether you're allowing it to be negative thoughts or positive thoughts that's your inner god working with you or working on you so the fact that you have thoughts or second thoughts about some of the things that you do means that you may not really know the intent of what you're doing it's not always the worst thing for you to not know your intent but it's always important to understand why you might want to do something we don't know all the answers to living we don't know the proper way to live everybody is literally writing their own book no matter how many books your mom thinks she wrote nobody writes your book nobody lives your destiny except for you and your fate is your fate but beyond that you have to know that everything you're doing is for good reason if your heart is not pure like, I like to think that my heart is pink. <laughs> like, like bubblegum pink. Like, literally, the oh, picture God. you see, not be- the heart is red and bloody. And <laughs> dark red and bloody. I've seen movies. But when you look at the emojis, the one with the hearts with the little gold sparkle on it, that's what I feel like my heart looks like. Or that's what I want it to ultimately. You know it's a black heart emoji, too, right? That's what you have, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but having a pure heart... I like to look at it in the sense of having a pink, a beautiful pink heart that is just full of good and positivity and that my intents are always good. I'm not a perfect person. Yes, people make mistakes. Yes, people do bad things sometimes. But if your intent was never to do the wrong thing, then you shouldn't have any guilt for towards yourself. You know, your subconscious can be your conscious and your subconscious mind can work together to give you a clear path on what you should do next. And once, like we talked about last week with the affirmations, if you speak and know that you're doing good and want to be positive and you're speaking it in the present tense, your subconscious works with you on the day-to-day basis to make sure that that's what you are creating in your life is a world of good and a world of 
wealth or good health or positivity you know positivity don't say oh i want to lose weight because i saw the girl on instagram and i'm trying to look better than her that's not good intent that means your heart is not pure and why you're doing something you should want to lose weight because it's good for your health it'll make you feel better it's good for your cognitive for your cognition you know those are reasons you should want to feel better so Always look at the reason behind doing something because whether you know what you're doing or not, the universe always knows what's going on with you. God always knows what's going on with you. Buddha, sus, whoever you worship, <laughs> they all know. Beyonce, she probably don't know. But, you know. Beyonce is human. These uh, powers. Some might say. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a... You right, the way she was moving in that age. You see, so why you start that, bro? She know. was moving like... not. And we're not going to go there, but that's this week's Unicorn Gospel is to just always know that the secrets of your heart are always known by a higher power beyond you and that you should always do what's right. And with that being said, we're going to listen to some music. And when we get done listening to this music, we are going to talk about intent because we have to know the intents of our hearts right here on Nitty Snocker. Oh, Marie. Man, <laughs> man, only if you knew, man. This, 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 Chicago. Your motion is fabricated. Give an inch a whole mile, they taking. Loyalty is so sacred. I swear. Ain't no rats to the local doctor that's it when you break it. Bonds that'll never be restored. Sometimes you gotta close that door. You so fake. You so fake. You so fake. That's filled with action uh-huh. I'm not reactive to the sh- that you yapping nope. She going down on the kid Like I killed the captain uh-huh. I got dreams plus some goals And result is something lavish Lavish Hey, cause they can't have it I've been mad can make it magic G, steady, making classics That's my conscience, conscience. Gone and let these niggas have it Wrecking havoc Speed through traffic If it's then I'm passive Know some baddies with they masters Know some with they actors I can eat you like a falcon If you was talking about rapping You would sleep Massive napping fashion I've been stacking Lacking out here in these streets Go Noriega on beats I see money bags instead of sheep Up in my soul This fabric Give an inch a whole mile They take it Loyalty is so sacred Ain't no rest to the local doctor That's it when you break the bonds That'll never be
they next Tell them run up all my checks You know what the fuck is next I don't want your fucking sex Don't be a 
sign. Show me how you give pop the song. Uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Say the first one on the house. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, because them birds flying south. Ain't no girl me, especially not a rapper now. Ain't my time, I'm a trapping now. It go vroom, vroom, vroom when I run up pants up. Say I like my money thirty, so it's sunny side up. I've been busy all day lately, I've been trying to my day, I gotta break my mind up. Do a rich news, and no, you can't get a cup. You a savage, or you broke, you need to make your mind up. Cause I love getting money in that bamer like a bike. Boy, you talk to the plug, homie, I can turn your life up. Man, you need better, then I don't like her. You can have a bad, you can have a bad, yeah, 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 yeah. I say you can have a bad, yeah, yeah. I say you can have a bad, yeah, yeah. I say you can have a pack. I ain't hit up from the You can have a pack. That you disrespect, hit you in your dick mouth. I'm a type of mother, mother, want some neck, put my dick in a dirt mouth. This, 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 Uh oh. Go crazy Asa two times. That was Asa two times. Yeah, I'm the type. No, not mine. Not at all. I would never. <laughs> I would never. But we are at the last segment of the show where we talk about a major key, a major topic. And major this week, key. Major key. It's intention. What are your intents? What is your purpose behind doing some of the things? That you do. So, by definition, what do you, okay, what do you guys think intent means? You can give the, the lawyer version or you can give I hear from just a, a regular definition. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, the intent is your reason. It's your why. Motive. So, your, your motive, as you said, like, your purpose behind why you're doing something. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the legal definition is different. What's well, the legal yeah. definition? <laughs> I mean, the legal definition goes to what's called your mens rea. So you have to look at some evidence of what you thought about before. Your mindset. Yeah, your mindset when you were actually doing something. So, like, for example, for battery, you got to prove mens rea. You got to prove that somebody actually. Like, if I throw if I throw a, a like, you know, when you're trying to throw a paper ball at the teacher mm -hmm. and it hits somebody mm -hmm. else. Yo, okay. the was to hit the teacher. But you it whispered, hit if I else. whispered to Shelly, like, yo, I'm finna <laughs> nab the substitute in the back of the head with a spitball, <laughs> and then it hit Nitty, then, you know. That's the mens rea? Like, yeah. Okay. Okay, so we have mens rea intent and regular intent. Mm -hmm. And intent basically is the plan. What was the initial plan? 
And both of those definitions, it was a plan. What was the reason that it happened, right? Right. I don't think we think about our intent enough. I don't think we think Mm -hmm. about the reasons why enough, especially Mm -hmm. living in today's age where our phone pretty much chooses our intent for us. What do you mean by that, Nitty? Well, let's talk about advertising. Mm. Mm. When you're on Facebook and you click away for a second to look at a pair of shoes, Mm -hmm. you're like, man, I want to buy some shoes. That site then becomes a part of your Facebook account. So even if your intent was not to see it all the time or have that be something that's constantly presented to you mm-hmm. the mens rea the initial intent was to go check out a pair of shoes mm-hmm. but now you got your whole facebook page flooded with things that are not intended for you mm-hmm. because and that's that's just the 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 part we're saying it in an advertising form i don't know if anybody's seen the south park episode about ads mm-hmm. when they were doing one thing, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to click this. Oh, well, I'm going to click that. Oh, ooh, I'm going to look at that. Oh, now I'm going to look at that. And then it's all these ads popping up, popping up, and people are going crazy because they're like, how did you know that's what I wanted to do right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we didn't know what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what our initial reason was mm-hmm. behind going from reading a very important article to letting our little one flutter of a brain cell say, you want to buy shoes right now. Mm-hmm. I believe, for me, I believe it's really important to always have strong intent. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. about having good or bad intentions, mm-hmm. um, but they have to be strong, and you have to be able to persuade yourself that it's something worth doing. It's something worth looking into, because if you don't, it could land you in jail. Mm-hmm. It can land you uh, in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. It can land you with friends who are not good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how have you ever had a situation with friends, Brandon, where the intentions they have good intentions. I feel that they'll be good for me, and they let you down. Has that happened to you? Um, I mean, yeah, but I'm one of those people. I feel like everyone has an intent, whether it's a good intent or a bad intent. Like everything we do is it has it has a purpose, which means you have intent if you if it has a purpose. So, like me and you are friends. We're friends because we have things in common. We do kind of the similar the same things. Even we, but yes, are we good friends for each other because we can do stuff for each other like this radio thing and stuff outside of that. So that makes our intent as friends good for each other, mm-hmm. as opposed to, well, she just being my friend because yeah, I be at all the events or I be at all the concerts and mm-hmm. it's beneficial for her, you know. So, I mean, I may go out to an event to meet somebody on purpose. That was my intent, you know. Mm-hmm. Do they know that? Maybe not, but. We can still kick it. We can be cool and cordial. But my first intent when meeting you was because you can give me a connection or it's just networking. Every yeah. networking event, you go there with an intent to meet somebody to help you do something that you can do or put you in a position where mm-hmm. you want to be. Okay. So not all intention is bad, you know, and not even meeting people on purpose or intentionally meeting people is bad because we mm-hmm. all are useful to each other. And this mm-hmm. is how you see it, how you view intent, you know. that's mm-hmm. So that's my thing. I feel like everybody can benefit you in some way, even if the whole bigger picture is bad. You know, get what you can. Not saying use people, but, like, people are resources. We're all here to offer something to someone, you know. So mm-hmm. that's how I see intent. What about you, ladies? How do you, how do you um, deal with people's bad intentions? Because, mm. you know, um, 
we do know the difference between a good intent, like that you know a best friend from a temporary friend eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Eventually, eventually. Sometimes, right. you sometimes it's a little shaky. You never, you can't tell because they're yeah. really good at hiding their intentions, right? Yeah. So, or, how do you deal with someone's bad intention? Well, um, okay. spill the tea, sis. Well, no. <laughs> what's tea, sis? What's tea? What's tea, sis? Anyway, um, so no, you know, it's, it's, it's gospel it when they second. do this, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I lost it for a minute. No, um, for real. Um, they, I think, okay, so I, I view intention a little differently. Um, I think. I, well, I view um, getting value from people a di- little differently. I believe that you should approach every relationship seeking to give value as opposed to take it. Mm-hmm. And that, in essence, if you are mindful of how you're giving value, if someone does not deserve to receive your value, you therefore don't really need to be around them and they probably won't give you value anyway, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I try not to approach people with this idea of seeing what I can possibly get out of them necessarily so much as what value we can sort of build together. Um, whatever that might mean. Um, so for me, I think when you talk about bad intentions and deciphering bad intentions, that sort of just comes to light because I've given something and it doesn't bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And so um, if I, if I, if, I, if it's, you know, if I'm just dropping seed and it's clear that the seed is lying on stand, then it won't bear fruit, and I'll see it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's fertile ground, then we good. Like my relationship with Shelly, I bear seed, and it grew, and it blossomed into more than just professional development committee mm-hmm. and all the other things. I mean, we've planned so much together. Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> like uh, 5Ks and clothing drives mm-hmm. and so much good fruit that our partnership Mm -hmm. as friends has lent itself to helping others in ways that I couldn't have imagined. So you basically turn those good intentions into action. Yeah. If they, if they, if, if it blossoms, then Gucci, we Gucci, we good. And as long as it continues to blossom, can I jump into something? I was just thinking about something. I feel like when the intent is genuine, like, Mm -hmm. Because people can tell a fake in it from a genuine person, mm-hmm. you know. You're going into that, that networking event to meeting certain people, you know. If you come to that person with pure intentions and, mm-hmm. and genuine intentions, knowing, like, yeah, we can we can work with each other and use each other, but, like, if your intentions are pure and genuine, like, mm-hmm. it's, you guys are the product of pure intentions and, you know, meeting each yeah. other and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Positive. It got to be sincere on both sides, yeah, though. Yeah, definitely. Because some people, I think a lot of people will be like, oh, they give you that lip service. Like, yeah, I'll help you out. Yeah, just hit me up. No. Yeah, just shoot me an email. Send me a text. Follow me on Instagram. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you hit them up. You like, yeah, what's up? What's, what's good with that? Can we sit down for lunch? No response. Or mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get up. You know, um, let me know when you're free. You tell them they don't really hit you back. Yeah, see a lot of that. I'm like, uh, <laughs> going a different, a little different way with it. I think yes, for all of these different ways. <laughs> there's a sense. yes. Obviously, you want to have genuine and sincere intent with the things you do and mm-hmm. the value that you're giving to a person, but you also have to have some discernment uh, about what it is that you're putting into that person, mm-hmm. whether it's going to be received well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny story. Well, it's not a funny story. But I, I do Fun have fact. a story. I don't think, I don't know if my friend is watching. So I don't hope she won't mind me telling this story. So I have a friend uh, who was dating this guy who had a problematic child. Mm-hmm. And 
she her intentions were to help him mm-hmm. and he was a single father help him with this child mm-hmm. and but her way of going about it was by sending him articles about bad kids and how you can, how he, <laughs> like basically how he could be a better parent and her intentions were, were good, good yeah but, but the, oh the hell is paid for good intentions you know actually, it was a little off putting because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Eh, maybe you shouldn't do that so yeah. it's yeah. like you gotta have a little bit more discernment for how you yeah okay well I I definitely enjoy all of these different aspects of intent because it definitely goes along with the article that I found I'm talking about articles like I found one <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the law of attraction.com Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love that. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah, you know, it as me growing into <laughs> being a young woman and and really finding my own way and being comfortable in my skin and you know, attracting certain things to my life, these are good ways to do it without having to read a fat book like 48 Laws of Power, <laughs> which I love, but I'm only I'm halfway through it. I'm only halfway <laughs> through it yeah. and it's taking me like 4 months to get halfway. It's not 48 through. pages. No, Not at no, all. No, no. I thought like each page you turn it was a law. Nope, know. it's a big thick thing That's with it. lots of fun facts and lots stories. But Art of War is, is smaller in it. Yes, oh, yeah. that is a book I've been told. I was just to joking, read y'all. Well. Jeez. <laughs> Brandon doesn't like to read. <laughs> no, but um it's okay, don't cry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's just go back to what you were doing. But this is an article that is telling you five steps for turning good intentions into positive actions. Like you said, mm. your intents and that's crazy. Like, I love when that happens when it's literally, like, segueing into the topic of the evening because you have to have, if the intentions aren't going to produce a positive result for you, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you wasting your time and your energy? It takes a lot to put into any idea. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it was just something you thought of in a second or not, that's still something that your brain took the power to develop for you to even think about in that capacity. So... It says that the first step for doing, turning it into a positive action is to set your intention. Mm -hmm. You always want to be able to stick to the goal and see the progress that you make. And if you're starting to make enough of the progress, then you keep going with it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's not really getting you anywhere after a week or two, three weeks, if you think about it, then it's just probably not the right thing to do. The intention was good, but the product was not worth it. The mm-hmm. result was not what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And your second step is to get clarity um, and get your plan of action. There's no point in rushing into anything like a crazy... Like with your eyes closed, you run into walls. I've done it before. People blindfold you for your birthday and they say, just walk this way. Oh, no. Just like, <laughs> that's a, you, you bumping your toes on tables and walls and... It's not a good feeling, right? So you shouldn't do that with your intent. You shouldn't do that with things that you want to turn into actual um, things. That into You don't think want these things to go into fruition. You don't want them to create themselves. So let's say you want to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You can create a, a regime. You can join a sports team. You can keep a food diary. You can say? have regular weigh-ins. That's how you say it. Is that did I say it wrong? Regimen. Say it again. No, I didn't say regimen. It's regime. Yeah, that's a part of it. Yeah, it's regime, regimen. You see. There was no end at the end of it. I thought I had it for a second. Thought I had it. I thought I had it. Hit you with my phone. 
But it says that before you can take the action, establish the steps that you will have to take to reach the goal so they can be vital for your long-term triumph. Get clear on your vision, see yourself at the vision line, then mentally run through that journey. Write down five forms of action that you will need to take. I love writing now. I didn't do it for a while because we turned into computers. Mm-hmm. So everything I would do would be in my phone. I would make notes all the time in my phone. But how often am I going to go check those notes in my phone that does everything else for me? It gets me on Facebook, gets me on Twitter, gets me on Instagram, gets me <clears throat> on the email, anything. It's, I'm not going to want to look at my phone anymore to check out what's important for my future. Mm-hmm. Which is why vision boarding is something that's really amazing to do because it, you can sit and put it on paper with fun pictures, glitter, (laughs) (laughs) all of that. And the third step, organization. My room right now is a tornado. There's no organization. And for months, I have not been able to organize my room. Actually, pretty much since I've lived in my new place. It's been almost a year now. And it's because... I haven't been able to understand my intent. I haven't been able to put the things I want in my life into perspective because I've been struggling with the bad intent and the bad things that have happened because of people's intentions in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And I've held on for them too long. Once you start to organize the days that my room are, that my room is really clean, I feel like a million bucks. I feel mm-hmm. like I could write a book in that room. But on days when it's just clothes everywhere... The shoes, four or five pairs of shoes sitting on the edge of my bed that I've worn for the week are just hanging out. You know, it really just causes you to not want to be in that space. And your personal space is everywhere that you go. You have personal space in any environment. Mm -hmm. Tell people to give me me 50 feet, Mm -hmm. 20 feet, 10 feet, whatever. You know, this is my space. This is my space to breathe. Organize it. Organize your thoughts, not just the things outside of you on a physical level, but organize your thoughts Mm -hmm. and what you want to do in the first half of your day to the last half of your day. Mm -hmm. Step four is to celebrate the progress. I reward myself all the time. (laughs) Like, I'll go broke to get my nails done, and I'll cry about it, like, but I shouldn't have spent $65. $65. Don't ask no questions. I'm staying okay. single for real now. I'm just a little exquisite. Sometimes oh, sometimes I'll get a $35 note chip, but sometimes See, I, might, like, I might want the acrylic. I might want to get the note chip on the acrylic. But what it is, it's about me, though. It's not about y'all. It's me celebrating my progress, my growth. And this is one thing that makes me feel good that I've made a milestone and something that I'm trying to accomplish in my life, then I'm mm-hmm. going to go do that. And that's a cheap thing to do. Some people take trips. Yeah. They say, you know what? I've gotten <laughs> halfway I'm like, through. Um, yeah. I've gotten <laughs> halfway got through. Exactly. Because I'm like, well. Well, my book, about $650. Definitely. <laughs> that's like a $1,500 trip at the least. Yes. So that's rewarding yourself for the progress you're making with your good intent, with the things that you are doing in your life that's pushing you to the next level. <laughs> It don't matter if you go broke. You feel good about it because you know that what you're doing is ultimately getting you to the next level because you've seen the progress. I need to do more in my life because I need to do something where I get done and be like, hey, I want to book a trip to Italy. You know what I'm saying? And it's coming. And you know, like we talked about last week, it's coming. If you say it, I'm going to Italy. I'm going next summer. Mm -hmm. You say it, it's going to happen. That's actually very true because... 
a few months ago when because actually we're going to Italy in October, mm-hmm. uh, and our mutual friend. Can I fit friend, in a suitcase? Come on. <laughs> you know she can't, but I definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> And, and when my friend uh, brought it, our mutual friend brought it to me, I didn't have the money to go. And I didn't know how I was going to afford to go. But I told her, yeah, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm, and as soon as I said it, things just started. They fell in place, didn't they? Falling in place. That's like because clients you constantly... started coming in. Mm-hmm. They started paying on time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 whoa, I have had the money to go. And that's the mm-hmm. beauty of intent and affirmations. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like we said, we're doing positive actions with our intent. We literally are intending on doing good for the world, for ourselves, for our family, for whomever. And you deserve to reward yourself for that. So by you rewarding yourself, you affirmed it. Like, well, I knew I was going to edit. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> Try me. My mom went to Aruba. She didn't re- originally know how she would do that. Mm-hmm. Had the time of her life, her and my dad went mm-hmm. on a trip to Aruba and really just had so much fun. And it's because she said, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You speak it. It happens. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate any moment of yourself. You walk outside and it's not raining. Celebrate because your hair, you ain't got to do it in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, those are things I'd be worried about. Like, man, like, who who going to do this tomorrow? Because not me. Mm-hmm. I got to work all day and who's going to... You know what I'm saying? So celebrate the little (laughs) things. We got to worry about leave out right now, but but with that lace front, when the water hits the lace, it's over with. I had a little fro on the top. (laughs) Well, that's leave out. I'm talking about full lace where it's the whole wig and your braids show underneath. Oh, yeah. You don't want that. Are they supposed to show? No, right? No, no, no. It's... <laughs> you get, you get a, a fake scalp for a reason, okay? They be having to set it off braids under the you know that <laughs> the Queen Latifah braids, yeah. yes. I know them very well. <laughs> but the last step to all of this is to just not give up. You know. You two you came to Shelly with a product that was beautiful it was beautiful to you. You knew what it was worth. You knew the power in that program. And you had somebody who you felt their intentions would be the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah. look what it's blossoming into. You know what I'm saying? Right. You could easily give up when it gets hard. So Child. many times before I had a team, <laughs> this team came this year. Mm. And it's I didn't crazy. have one for four years. Wow. So it was That's like, crazy. I don't want to do... I, You know, beating myself down all the time, all the mm-hmm. time. Instead of saying... Look at where I've gotten. I am here. I am on the radio. Mm-hmm. I do have a following. I do have people who like to hear me talk about unicorns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I have a DJ who, and these are, I have a production assistant. I have a co-host. These are people who grow with you because the intent is in the right place. All of us have the same intention is to get to the next level mm-hmm. without stepping on the toes of the people with you. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, it's bumping bumping ideas off of each other. Like, mm-hmm. we talking about if we're going to go out together tonight because that's something that keeps us involved with each other beyond just this studio. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, when it comes to your intent, I really just think it's important to just understand and or try to understand as best as you can if the people around you are for the good of you or the bad of you, and you have to listen to yourself. Yeah. We don't listen enough because it'll be, it'll, you'll get the signs that they're not good for you or that their mm-hmm. intentions aren't pure. But what you do anyway, mm, I see the potential. Mm-hmm. Try to force it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And I, you know, we you should never. You got to be focused in yourself first, though. Because you, I think you, you know, 
you 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 focus on the wrong things. Oh, they fun to go out with. Oh, you know, we kick it real nice. You I'm know lonely. what I'm saying? I ain't got nobody else to talk to. Exactly. <laughs> Who else I'm going to kick it with, whatever, whatever. And when you just focus on the wrong things or whatever, you just got to you gotta remember what, what you're supposed to be focused on first. Right. And I think that's kind of where we... And, and I, I mean, the, the the whole entire world at this point with technology is literally set up for us to be sort of combustible and spontaneous and reactionary as opposed to intentional and uh, introspective mm-hmm. and um, thoughtful in our action. I mean, look at Tinder. Like, it's yeah. literally set up for you to be like, nope, yep, nope, yep, mm-hmm. nope, yep. Based on four <laughs> pictures. <laughs> on four pictures. Yep. You just have somebody worthy enough for you to go on a date with. Like. Right. <laughs> Nobody ever reads Tinder the descriptions. Works. I don't ever. Tinder do work, though. Tinder Shout out work. to Tinder. <laughs> Tinder uh, sponsorships for Black Esquire podcast. <laughs> but um, overall, I'm very grateful for your presence today on the show. Thank I really you. love Thanks having women in the room. Mm-hmm. Like Marie don't ever get on the mic, so I just be oh, she, did she got her week. she got her job. She did last week, but I just be like, come, come sit again, just sit sit on over here. She can't do everything. She's doing enough out of. <laughs> yes, she can. She could do anything if she tries. No, I but know you can. Get okay. <laughs> okay, so you can sing. Okay, cool. We're not singing your song today, but how can we keep up with you, ladies, and your work? We have a website now. Go crazy. So you can catch us on www.blackesquirepodcast.com. You can also catch us on all forms of social media, including Facebook and Instagram, um, at Black Esquire Podcast. Um, You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, Just type in Black Esquire Podcast on either of those. We are on our second season. Um, In our last season, we talked to TGIN CEO, um, Christia Donaldson, um, so about how to live your best life in the C-suite. Lots of great gems for all different types of walks of life there. Um, so tune in. We hope to hear from you. Comment. Oh, and you can catch us um, closed group in the closed group, the fellowship on Facebook. You have to join it um, uh, so that we can keep you guys' comments safe and under lock and key. Can I? And um, lastly, we have a blog that you can contribute to if you have some interest in some topic at blackesquirepodcast at gmail.com. Can I ask one last question? What's up? No, Keith, no. What's uh what's the end goal for you all? Like what what That's what do you question. want the the podcast to, to go to or like in life what do you all want to become? Like she wants to, you know, have a network, like that type of thing. Well, personally, I'm going to run for office. But um, I think for the podcast, though, my goal is just to um, get people engaged in talking about what it's like to be a minority in a corporate space, what the black experience is in corporate spaces, and to get that as large of a platform as possible. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I don't think people really acknowledge us in the way that they should. And Mm -hmm. we kind of are still stuck in this idea and mindset of settling for scraps from the table. Mm -hmm. Oh. I gotta bring y'all back. What about you, <laughs> Shelly? Is it different or the same? Uh, as far as the podcast or personally, both. Uh, yeah, well, I co-sign everything Michelle said about the podcast. Um, as far as um, basically, our goal is just to increase the reach of uh, our listenership and um, make sure we're always uh, getting dope content and. Um, on on topic as far as what's happening, things that um, black professionals are going through and make sure that we give them a voice and solutions as well. Um, personally, um, 
I was telling Needy, uh, uh, I wouldn't mind actually uh, starting that network, but before that happens, I do have a, a company that I would love to go uh, national. So my legal recruiting company. It will go national. That it will, will go. go national. Yes. It is so going is, national. That what is the mean? goal. It's already happening. Legal B. Yes. And we can Google definitely it. make all things possible. You know, there are people in the room who are always doing what you like to do. So. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, whatever it is, just shoot me a text. Hey, what are you doing today? Can we build? Yes, mm-hmm. let's build. You know, it's an open floor for everyone. But thank you to everybody who submitted their music to us because, wow, we had a good arsenal. That first round was strong. Yeah, we need more. We need more rounds that are just as strong. And you can always find Nitty on Nitty's Knocker. You can just type it on Google. Everything you need will pop up right there. Just Keith. Spelled the right way with a PH, not a TH. And you got damn can I live underscore damn can I live I on like, all social on Instagram, media. The underscore doesn't even matter. You just pipe, pipe it and I pop right up. There, there he go. Because mm-hmm. he the real one. Yep. Whoever got it before him, they don't matter. Delete your stuff, homie. <laughs> Delete it. And send your music to Marie underscore the DJ. You can look on her Instagram page, and it has any information you need to send her music. She loves new music. Fill her arsenal up, for real. No matter the genre. We need no matter the genre. I love electronic music. No, I love EDM with the, the bass. I love bass. I love strong house music. Send it. I love uh, go-go music from uh, the East Coast. You know, I, I'm here for it. I like West Coast vibes, that real chill stuff. I like New York vibes. Just send it. You know, we are here for all of it. And until we talk to you guys next week, you've been listening to Nitty's Knocker Radio every Tuesday, 6.15 to 8.15 p.m. on Q4 Radio. That's Q-U-E-4-Radio.com.org. Oh, I said that wrong. Love y'all. Peace, love, and happiness. Yeah. 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 And I got a colorful aura, like I got neon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a colorful aura.